Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's interview with Tom Barnett, CIO at University of Rochester Medical Center. In this segment, Barnett talks about the organization's multi-year strategy to move to an integrated platform, how they're navigating the long and often complicated EPIC optimization phase, and how creating an IT service management team helped prioritize service requests. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. So I think the best place to start is with some information about University of Rochester Medical Center, really kind of high-level overview where you're located, things like that. Sure. The University of Rochester Medical Center is located in Rochester, New York, which is the western New York region. So we're about equidistant in between Buffalo to our west and uh, Syracuse to the east. They're both about an hour away from us. The medical center itself is part of the University of Rochester. And what's interesting about the way it's uh, structured is there's really kind of a threefold mission on behalf of the medical center. So there's clinical operations, which is anchored by our academic flagship, which is Strong Memorial Hospital, an 850-bed teaching hospital. But we also have community hospitals, of which there are five. So we have Highland, Thompson, Jones, Noyes, and uh, St. James, uh, which kind of cover into a region that goes south. So Rochester is toward the top of New York, not that far from Lake Ontario, actually. But what's known as our southern tier hospitals, some of those smaller and into the um, critical access hospital space, extend all the way down toward the Pennsylvania border. And then we have our own medical group uh, as well of employed physicians. There's about 950 physicians uh, in the University of Rochester Medical Faculty Group. And they work out of about 250 ambulatory sites, which are spread over a 74-square-mile area. Again, kind of reaching west toward the outer bands, if you will, of Buffalo and, uh, and east toward Syracuse as well. So from a clinical operations perspective, that's one leg of the three-legged mission. We also have a uh, very active research community and um, center here. It has about 850 researchers that are funded both from internally funded research projects as well as clinical operations, as well as a number of um, translational studies that it could be grant or, or private industry funded, as well as the uh, National Institutes of Health. And then the third leg is uh, our medical school. We also have the School of Medicine, the School of Nursing, and the School of Dentistry are all under the University of Rochester Medical Center umbrella. And from that perspective, our CEO, Dr. Mark Taubman, is CEO for the Medical Center as well as Dean for the Schools of Medicine, Nursing, and, and Dentistry. From a resident perspective, we train, depends on, on a year-to-year basis, but uh, probably between 800 and 850 residents at any given point in time, and it's mostly handled as graduate education out of our School of Medicine. They work not exclusively, but primarily out of our strong Memorial Hospital, which is our, our academic teaching center. All right, so really, really a lot going on, and it's a pretty large area covered, and, and I'm sure that that has factor a lot into your strategy. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, from a physician connectivity perspective or, or interoperability, as mm-hmm. we still work through, we are, and as the terminology goes, an epic shop. So we are mm-hmm. epic at the University of Rochester Medical Center. With our affiliated hospitals, uh, we're working through a multi-year conversion plan to get them onto our EPIC instance, and then we have separate strategies in place to deal with some of our broader. We have an affiliated health partner, which is kind of our clinically integrated network, so that kind of widens that net out to north of 3,000 physicians with whom we work and, and do referrals in. So we have a variety of different strategies for being able to connect and as well as deliver results back to a multitude of different EMRs. Okay. And now you've been with this organization for about two and a half years or maybe maybe coming up on three? Uh, It's two and a half. Yep. It'll be three three this October. Okay. And in coming to University of Rochester Medical Center, was there a specific uh, initiative or as far as you coming in or kind of what was the circumstance there? So the previous CIO uh, for whom I, I took over for had been here for just under 40 years. So had done oh, okay. an awful lot of work bringing the IT department, as it were, to hear him tell the story from, a, uh, from being in the basement of Strong Memorial Hospital into, into the organizational size it is today. So when he first was working with the IT shop back in the 70s, uh, they were about 24, 25 FTEs. Today we are about 520, so. Oh, wow. Okay. When you arrived, was the organization already using EPIC? Yes. So University of Rochester Medical Center made the decision to go EPIC from a clinical perspective eight years ago. So they were already operating from that perspective. However, they were still on a various mix of different legacy billing systems, from anything from HBOC to GE Flowcast and a number of others. So what they were in the midst of was doing a revenue cycle implementation within Epic when I was recruited and joined the organization. So I was able to, to help them lead that. We did that as a big bang go live across our hospital settings and the entire ambulatory network the same day. Oh, wow. When was that go live? That was March of uh, 2018. Okay. So then I imagine that coming in, that was really probably one of your immediate focuses to kind of uh, work through the planning and everything that had to happen for that. Yeah. As, as I came in, the CEO had a, basically a threefold charge that he had given me. It was kind of like uh, from his priority perspective. It was making sure that we fully roll out EPIC, which means obviously we're in the midst of doing the revenue cycle go live but making sure that we also pay attention to provider experience. And that kind of gets into once you've deployed any EMR in general, but particularly with Epic, once you get mm-hmm. it deployed, there, there's a long and sometimes uh, complicated optimization phase. And that mm-hmm. was something that we really needed to bring some focus to for the medical center uh, on behalf of those providers. So from that Epic realm, it was getting the revenue cycle system fully deployed. And then we implemented experiences that I had been uh, fortunate enough to be exposed to at previous health systems that I worked. We built a dedicated optimization team to work directly with providers. And then as a precursor to that, it was small at the beginning and it turned into a much larger effort, but we overhauled all of the IT governance that was in place here at the medical center as well. So behind that, the key was to get a provider council that could at least prioritize a number of opportunity points that they had from an optimization perspective. 
We built a dedicated 10-person optimization team. It was comprised of, or is comprised of, two training individuals, two lean process engineers, and then six individuals who have a non-IT background. They come from the clinical and the operations ranks where they were able to go get, obviously, the EPIC uh, certification and so forth. But what we're really focusing on there, you know, was people who understood how an ambulatory office works, how a physician works, and why something needs to be done. The most pivotal, this takes a little bit of a a side journey, but I think it's worth it. My wife and I were watching, I don't know if you've seen the movie with uh, Michael Keaton, the founder. No, but it's on my list. Okay, so that kind of gives you the the background in terms of how Ray Kroc uh, built the McDonald's. Well, there's one scene in there without giving away the whole movie, but I've nabbed <laughs> this right. clip, and I use it uh, a lot internally. But Michael Keaton is selling product, I think they were milkshake mixers, to a lot of these different, and there's this one group, this one hamburger vendor that was buying more equipment than anybody else. So he went out to see what their secret was. And it turns out these two brothers, the McDonald brothers in California, were getting hamburgers out faster than anybody else he had ever seen. Mm. I said, well, what's the secret? And I said, well, we shut down the entire restaurant one day, went out to a tennis court, drew the proportions and the exact dimensions of the kitchen, and kind of walked the team through all day long looking for how can we reorganize this, how can we get the flow, and how can we take what at the time was a national order to delivery for a fast food relative hamburger of about 30 minutes, how do we get that down to 30 seconds? And they just hammered at it all day long. To me, that's the essence of optimization because it's not always technology. It's it's a lot of workflow as well. Uh, And there are just lean principles and streamlining that can be brought to bear so that the technology supports an optimized workflow as opposed to the technology kind of trying to drive workflow. So we employed those principles within our optimization team, and um, we've had uh, several key wins uh, on behalf of that optimization team. And and the providers and the physicians are, with each of those wins, we're gaining more and more confidence, both as a team and on behalf of the providers. So that's kind of on the epic realm. The second area the CEO asked that we, we look at is there's a lot of disparate databases and reporting approaches here, but we really needed a consolidated enterprise data warehouse. So one of the first challenges that I undertook here was to kind of work with a couple of external consulting firms to make sure we got our arms around. It's not just the medical center perspective that we need, but there are very specific, very unique, very complex needs of our research community, as well as very unique, very complex, and very specific needs on behalf of our medical school community as well. So make sure we just got everybody's points of view, built an architecture and a plan that would get the medical center where they needed to be. And um, we've begun building and executing on that, starting with implementing what Epic already provides within their Caboodle platform, and then looking to custom build or configure what's unique to us, whether it's something in the research space or the medical school space. I just had a question about doing some customization. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's always an option when it, when it comes to Epic, but was this just because of the, the nature of, of the data and the specific research needs? Yeah, so we're not actually customizing Caboodle from that perspective. Okay. We're, we're building silos are not what you are to say in the IT world, but kind of a, right. a parallel <laughs> data warehousing structure that would just, you know, play to the specific needs that we have here at the medical center. Right, okay. 
And that third area from, from the CEO's perspective was we just needed to help advance the IT division. It grew really fast and had particularly seen explosive growth in number of FTEs over the last several years. But in some areas, starting with governance, there were some, I think, core fundamental and foundational processes and operational considerations that we needed within IT, such as establishing and and growing a project management office, uh, being able to keep track of our in-flight projects, as well as what I call IT service management suite, or ITSM. It's kind of what Epic is for our clinical and our revenue cycle customers. A good ITSM suite is like Epic for an IT shop. It has a lot of those same workflows that are built into a software. So we're implementing an ITSM suite, as well as you know everything that falls from that, an asset database, application catalogs, and so forth, so that we can make sure that we're tracking our work appropriately and, you know, things like trouble tickets, service requests, projects, so that we're, as an organization, making sure that we're working on the right things via governance and that we provide transparency back to our customers for the progress and updates along the way of the things we are working on. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.